This is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare from Rock 94.7. Welcome to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Tonight's guest is Aaron Smith, rhythm guitarist for Seven Horns, Seven Eyes. These guys created quite a buzz with self with a uh, self-released EP in 2006. Now their debut full-length album, Throws of Absolution, is due to hit stores on April 24th. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, uh, Aaron, you guys created quite the buzz with your debut EP and the Convalescence single. How much pressure did that contribute to the creation of Throws of Absolution? I wouldn't say there's a, a ton of pressure. Um, like the, the debut EP, being that it's a few years removed from the from the full length and kind of our new stuff, like there was there was kind of like a couple uh, lineup changes that we went through, and. Um, I don't know. I, I think by the time that we were ready to start thinking about writing stuff, you know, beyond that original EP, like I, the band had changed enough and our tastes had changed enough that we really sort of almost just started from scratch, you know. So um, we felt obviously pretty confident in our our influences and our songwriting enough so that we were willing to just abandon all our old old material. So that's why you'll never you'll never hear us plenty of that old 2006 EP material anymore and. That's fine. It's just you know that's kind of that was kind of our foundation basically, and people still like it and people still buy it and that's great. But again, like I, we've kind of all moved on from it. I think so. To answer your question, I wouldn't say I felt like a, t- a ton of pressure to really outdo ourselves. If anything, it was just we felt a lot of pressure to. Um, I don't know. We 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 just felt like we we had grown and we wanted to really show show everyone you know like hey this is actually what we sound like now. So. Aaron, you guys managed to score a guest appearance from Nevermore's lead guitarist, Wisconsin native Jeff Loomis, on your album. Now, your yep. history with Loomis goes back a bit further than that, though. How'd you guys meet up? Um, a friend of mine that I've, I think I first met him when I was about 15, so, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Um, a friend of mine, um, basically, he he started working at different venues around Seattle, you know, started running monitors, and then eventually became, like, front of house sound guy, and so... Um, there was, I, I believe it was like a sanctuary DVD filming or something like that. Um, I, I would have to ask my friend. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was something like that. And, and so Jeff was either involved with it or at least he was hanging around for it at the time. And so my friend working at that venue, he, he sort of, uh, you know, struck up a relationship with Jeff and got to know him a bit throughout that whole process. So, um, a couple years after that, I believe is when when I first met Jeff, and so uh, Jeff was basically wanting to sort of upgrade his his home recording studio, like all the gear he used to just demo new songs and stuff. He was just kind of he he wanted to step up to the modern world, you know. He wanted to use Pro Tools, and he didn't want to use like these all this crappy old school gear that he's been that he'd been using since the early 90s so um my friend knowing that i had some recording knowledge and recording background and stuff he called me up one day just randomly and he was like hey so jeff uh, wants some help getting his pro tools set up and you know getting his recording studio running so do you want to come over and help him with that and of course i was just like shocked i was like uh yeah i'd love to go hang out with jeff and help him set up his studio so um the next day my friend and i went over there and you know jeff and i really struck up a good relationship and we've been friends ever since so that was probably a good, I don't know, maybe even four years ago now that I first met Jeff. So, Aside from a bit of touch-up work from some other professionals, you've handled the production for all of Seven Horns, Seven Eyes releases. How do you think your bandmates would describe you as a producer? Well, I mean, none of them have ever complained when I, you know, was like, hey, I wanted to, you know, when I, when I told them, like, hey, I would love to produce and mix our record, you know, none of them were like, oh, no don't you know like like they they all you know trust trust my ear and trust my my talents for it and then i don't know like that's actually a good question i've never asked them to describe what i'm like to work with but 
I would say, um, you know, I have the same the same work ethic that I do with any other artist. You know, if someone is playing their part crappy or they didn't get the take right, I have no problem telling them it sucked and just you got to do it again. You know, I mean, of course, I try to keep a nice atmosphere in the studio, but I'm going to be honest. You know, if someone lays down a bad take, nope, throw it away, do it again. So, um, I, I would probably say they would describe me as being. I don't know, maybe perfectionist, I guess, just because, you know, to get a good record, you got to have you got to have good takes, sort of de- demanding, but I I I would hope that they are, they respect that too, of course, you know, cuz no one no one wants to be lazy in the studio. Uh, demanding but fair. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know the end product. I have I have I have an idea in my mind of what it needs to be, and so their everyone's performances need to measure up to that. So I just got to do what I got to do to make sure we achieve that goal, you know. Uh, you also produced Jeff Loomis's latest solo album, which w- we've been enjoying the hell out of that on a Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare. As the producer of it, what's your favorite cut from that album? Oh man, um, yeah, that's really hard to say because I, I, I there's certain as- attributes of every song on the record that I that I really like, but um, I guess if I was going to pick one, I would probably say Surrender, the song that Eson did guest vocals on. Um, like going into the album, we didn't have plans for Eson to be a part of it. Like we had plans for Christine Rhodes to do like singing, which obviously she did, but just kind of during the recording, like, I don't know, Jeff and I, like I, I introduced him to this band called Leprous. I think they're from Norway and it's kind of proggy sort of, it's not that, not too terribly heavy, but it's it's really good, like smartly written stuff. And so Leprous is actually Eson's backing band, I believe when, when Eson goes out and plays, like Ethan shows, those are the guys who who play all the other instruments behind him. And so uh, I introduced Jeff to Leprous, and he loved it. And then we got talking about Ethan, and I don't even remember exactly how the conversation came about, but we just started thinking, like, man, this song "Surrender," you know, this would be rad with some vocals. Like, who could we have? And eventually, the name Ethan popped up, and like Ethan, uh, you know, turned out to be a big fr- big fan of Jeff's, and. Uh, it was pretty easy to get it together. Like Eson records bands as well, so he just recorded the vocals himself, and we just we gave him a lot of freedom to just, uh, you know, write all his own lyrics, write all his own parts, and obviously we wanted him to do vocals because, uh, you know, we we trusted his ear for doing that. So we didn't really want to give him any strict guidelines, like like, hey man, here's exactly what you have to do. We just kind of let him express himself, and like I I love what he did. And as soon as the tracks came back, Jeff and I were both really blown away by it. So. I'd say that's probably my favorite, just because Ethan is a legend, you know. So being able to work with him is cool. And um, there's actually like a short section on that song that I helped Jeff write too. There's, there's a couple spots throughout the record that I helped Jeff write, like when he was just it was getting crunch time, and we had the sessions coming up in a couple weeks, and Jeff was still second guessing some of the structures of this and that. So I contributed a bit to that song as well. So I think I think that song is just really awesome, and I'm very proud of it. You're listening to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show that's heard every single Saturday night between 9 and midnight, Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7, in Central Wisconsin, and worldwide online at rock947.com. Our interview with Aaron Smith of Seven Horns, Seven Eyes continues. You guys hail from Seattle. We just mentioned that Jeff Loomis is originally from Menasha, Wisconsin, now you guys have former Green Bay Packers backup quarterback Matt Flynn playing for the Seahawks. You guys also snagged Mike Holmgren from us back in the day. Now, Aaron, it's time. You, you need to confess. You Seattleites have some sort of invasion of the Wisconsin body snatchers thing going on, right? I don't know, I guess. I mean, if we do, I'm not personally in on it, but <laughs> I don't know. Now, at Funny. the moment, though, at the moment, you guys are doing a run of tour dates out west. Now, do you have plans to hit the rest of the U.S., maybe stopping by Wisconsin so you can steal more of our citizens? Is that in the works? 
Um, well, yeah, this first run is happening in about a month, but we're not going any further east than like uh, New Mexico, Arizona area. So um, in in early mid July, we're going out again, actually, um, and this will be a more substantial tour. Um, but I, I I don't think I'm at liberty yet to announce exactly what the lineup is, but it'll be it'll be more substantial than this first outing, um, and it'll go it'll be full U.S. You know, so we'll have West Coast in there, center, Central U.S. and East Coast. So hopefully, you know, between uh, July and early August, we'll be. I'd have to look at the dates again, but if if we're not in Wisconsin, we'll at least be very close. So. Everyone should have a chance to see us. Very good. Well, we'll keep an eye on our fellow citizens just in case you guys decide to abduct any more of them. Now, um, Aaron, <laughs> your uh, your brother Brandon plays bass in the band. Is working with family everything it's cracked up to be? Um, I actually think, I don't know. Like, I, I don't dislike working with family. Um, originally, our, our singer was the, um, like, we have a different singer now than we did when we first started recording Throws of Absolution. But um, our singer was the drummer's brother as well is the drummer's brother, so but he's not in the band anymore, if that makes sense. So originally we had two sets of brothers within the band. Right now it's just one. Right now it's just me and my brother, as you said. But um, I don't know. Like I, I, I think it actually, like, there, there hasn't been any, like, crazy conflicts. You know, he and I get along get along pretty well in general. And even if we do sort of raise our voices with each other sometimes, it's it's the kind of thing where, like, five seconds later we just both forget that it even happened, you know. There's no, there's no deep-seated ill will towards each other or anything like that. Like, we have a good relationship, so... Um, if anything, like in the studio, like when I was talking about earlier, how I have to be kind of demanding with people and make them do takes over and over and over until they get it right. Like if anything, being that he's my brother, I already know how he's going to react. I already know what our relationship's like. So it just makes it even easier to be like, hey, man, you can do it better. You know, like that sucks. Do it again. So um, I, I, I don't I can't think of any real big downside, you know, to him being in the band. And it's also really cool being able to make music with him so so there's not going to be any moment on stage where he swings his bass at you and screams mom always loved you best we're not going to have any of that right <laughs> no no i don't think i don't think that would happen okay. that would be pretty hilarious though <laughs> i'll make sure we get it on youtube absolutely aaron uh seven horns seven eyes uh works with a pretty substantial amount of christian imagery in the songs the band's yep. name is based on a bit from revelations this would yep. lead some internet message board denizens to label you guys a christian metal act how does that make you feel well i mean when we first started at seven horns back in you know oh six era when that self-titled ep came out for, for a while we were very okay with just being called a christian band you know because I don't know. I mean, we're all Christians, and that's like, okay, whatever. If people want to call us that, then that's fine. We'll take that title. So um, it, the same is still true, that we're all we're all Christian guys, but I, we try to really like stay away from the whole tag of being, you know, oh, these guys are a Christian band. Cause, because for one thing, like that, there's so many people where immediately they just think in their minds, like, oh, Christian metal, it probably sucks. And honestly, like, I'm... I'm a Christian, and I'm kind of in that same camp. Like, if someone tells me, oh, there's this Christian metal band, my first thought is not, wow, they're probably amazing. My first thought is, eh, there's probably a secular metal band who who does their their style better, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. We we try to not, like, like, when you think about it, like, being marketed as a Christian band, the only real benefit is that, like, the the young kids out there who are only looking for Christian bands, or maybe their parents will only let them listen to Christian music. I don't know. Like those kids are going to find out about your band a little bit faster, maybe. But that's not really the point of what we're doing. You know, we're not trying to just uh, exploit a certain market. You know, and just you know get get all the Christian kids to buy our CDs and just be like the coolest Christian band or whatever. Like that's not really what we're doing. Like we're we're passionate musicians. You know, we're not we're not making music just 
as like a, a means to preach to people or something like that. We're making music because we're we're passionate about it the same way that any other secular band is passionate about music. So, like, I guess if someone really wants to look at our lyrics and, you know, just insist insist that, oh, yes, these guys are absolutely a Christian band, I don't care what they say, then, I mean, I'm not going to be able to convince them to stop saying that if, if, if they want to. But at the same time, I would just hope that our, you know, our songwriting and our our musicianship and all, all those things that we really care about, I, I would hope that those things would, would, you know, speak louder than some silly silly title that people decide to throw at us, you know. In, in other lines of work, you know, like music is just one of the kind of this weird thing where like people always feel like, especially with Christians, they just need to categorize the music into like a Christian music category or Christian metal or whatever. But like if I went out and did something else in my, in my life, you know, and I was like an electrician or as a plumber or whatever, like, you know, be like, oh, is he is he a Christian plumber? Like, oh, is he a Christian electrician? <laughs> like it just makes no sense. So, again, I don't want people to think that, like, oh, because we're Christians, we're, you know, we're inauthentic and we're just trying to force something down your throat, you know? Like, like hey, I'm playing music because I love it, you know? Like, give me, the, give me that credit, and then if you were really offended by my Christianity, then I'm just being honest with you. That's what I believe, you know? So... Hopefully that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so far, I think I've interviewed a, a dozen atheists and at least one or two Satanists on this show. I think it's only fair that we uh, open the doors to a, a Christian viewpoint at some point uh, on this show, too. Yeah, so, um, that's cool. I appreciate that. No problem, man. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're all inclusive here on The Nightmare. I promise this will be the last uh, uh, question on this particular uh, topic. But the first thing sure. that comes to my mind, and I'm willing to bet the minds of a few others when it comes to that Christian metal label, is Striper. And at one point, you yeah. guys actually opened for Striper. How did that That's gig true. go? It was it was honestly a lot of fun. There was there was a lot of people at the show. Like all kinds of old metalheads came out of the works, you know, to come out and see Striper play. And the Striper guys, they're they're super nice guys. I'd never met any of them before, and like I didn't grow up listening to Striper, so I didn't really have any like you know I didn't have any nostalgic feelings towards like oh my gosh we're playing with Striper. But <laughs> it was a really fun show, and it was it was cool meeting those guys and. Um, the the crowd response was interesting though. Like I mean, we had some of our fans there, and of course they liked our music. And the the striper crowd though, it seemed like they were really like split about it. Some of the, some of the old metalheads, they're they're very kind of open to a more modern you know death metal sound or whatever, and growling vocals. Like some of those guys just latch right onto it and they think it's great. But then there's also some some of those old old school hair metal fans who just couldn't tolerate it at all. You know, you could just tell some of them out there were hating it, and all they wanted to do was hear striper. So. Um, I imagine there was probably some people in the room who thought we were like okay, but it, it was just it was just funny to see how some of these some of these metalheads maybe hadn't never heard anything quite like us because oh, yeah. they just he, I mean the, the stylistic difference between two bands is striking. So. Yeah, yeah, it was massive difference. So I, it just comes down to each person's personal taste, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. You're listening to 13 Questions on Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare is a three-hour metal show that's heard every single Saturday night between 9 and midnight, Central Standard Time on Rock 94.7, in Central Wisconsin, and worldwide online at rock947.com. Our interview with Aaron Smith of Seven Horns, Seven Eyes continues. Now, Aaron, uh, Seven Horns, Seven Eyes current lead vocalist, J.J. Shiv Palachek, he sports an NES controller belt in your promo photos. Your brother mentioned <laughs> playing Age of Empires on your official Facebook page. Any more gamers in the band that we should know about? Um, Shoot. I think those guys are probably the two biggest gamers for sure. I, I like video games, although I don't. I don't find that I have enough time to play them. You know, I mean, if I had if I had a lot more time to play them, I would. But 
Um, the last couple of years, I haven't played it near as much as I want to. Like, I'm a huge Halo fan, though. So, I mean, the whole reason I bought an Xbox 360 a few years back was just so I could get Halo, Halo 3. So, I don't know. That's that's one that's one video game series that I'm always going to be right on top of, just because I, I'm so like, you know, involved and engulfed, mentally engulfed in the storyline. Um, I, yeah, I guess Brandon's the biggest one, you know. Age of Empires, I, I have fond feelings about that game too. I used to play friends of mine online, you know, via 56k modem back in 2002 and stuff. <laughs> and back in my day, I had to walk to the arcade with quarters in my pocket to play. So yeah. yeah. So now, do you when you're on Xbox Live, do you ever game with fans? Um, that's actually a, a good idea. Like, um, I have not played anything on Xbox Live for a while, but Brandon's been playing Battlefield quite a lot um and that game is really cool so if i guess if there's any gamers out there who are interested in playing with me or brandon or i don't know if jd is on xbox live or not but i would encourage you to hit us up on our facebook and just you know give us your gamer tag we're always down to play with fans that could be pretty fun actually yeah because what better way to meet new friends and new fans than by shooting them in the head in battlefield so yeah yeah Aaron, you and your brother were uh, recently nominated as delegates for Ron Paul at the Washington Caucus. How politically active are the other guys in the band? I guess Brandon and I would probably be the most politically active. I, I don't know for certain how active the other guys are, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure me and Brandon are the most active. And so I wouldn't say we're even generally active across the board. I would just say that Ron Paul in particular has both been a very... Uh, inspiring and refreshing figure for both of us you know so about four years ago is when he and brandon and i both both first were sort of exposed to ron paul and first started actually you know giving him a careful listening ear and whatnot so just seeing how the media has treated ron paul throughout this whole uh campaigning process this 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 election cycle it's just very unfair you know and it's just it's just clear that the 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 odds are against him and that like no one's going to give him a fair shake so that that alone kind of motivates me to you know get up and just do what i can to contribute and and you know if if the media is not going to do ron paul any favors and if the establishment is not gonna not gonna be fair with him like the only thing that can help at all is for people like me and brandon you know to get up and actually go out and be involved in the process as much as possible. Aaron, we're going to dig into your uh, we're going to dig into your pre-music past here. What's the last non-music related job you had? The last non-music related job would have been Albertsons. So, I don't know if Albertsons is uh, as as far east as Wisconsin, but it's basically like a grocery chain um, owned by Super Value, I think, which is an East Coast chain. Um, so I I worked for Albertsons from about 2004 to 2010. So I worked my way up. I was I was ultimately one of the managers in the store when I left. So it was cool, you know, it was good good money rolling in and stuff and a lot of that money I made working in a grocery store enabled me to, you know, get a bunch of recording gear and build up my my career um in music and recording. So definitely have a lot of you know, appreciation for that, but at the same time I'm I'm very happy to have moved on from it and be able to work on you know, recording and music full time. The question is then, when you go to the store, do you prefer paper or plastic? Having having had much experience with both, <laughs> uh, plastic's fine with me. Although I have way too many plastic bags all stuffed in this one cupboard. So what, what you need is either a dog or a child that produces a lot of diapers, and th- those will clear it up real fast. Yeah, yeah, good call. I don't have a dog, but that would probably help. There you go. Either that, or just tell your brother to start leaving deposits everywhere. That could work too, I suppose. 
Um, so, uh, Aaron, final question. And uh, you guys, uh, I mean, you guys have been around since, uh, you know, 2006 and whatnot. You're just getting, you know, your starts. You're just getting your legs here. Yeah. And this is a rare opportunity in the world of interviews where you actually get to, uh, to have a say in the stupid questions that you're being asked by a dumb DJ. Aaron, is there a question you wish someone would ask you in an interview, but no one ever does? I always enjoy talking about the song songwriting process because um, I mean I, I do a lot of the songwriting and well let's talk about it then what exactly is your process how does Aaron Smith of seven horns seven eyes come up with the ideas with the songs that we're hearing tonight I tend to be most creative when I'm just sort of locked in my room by myself you know and then I come up with some riff that's inspiring and then I you know throw it into the computer and program some drums that go along with the vibe I'm feeling and I, I totally can just kind of feed off my own creativity in that sort of setting and so I write way better like that than I do when I'm just at practice with the rest of the guys, you know, and just coming up with cool riffs on the spot when there's like four other guys standing around is like, it's just a totally different feel, you know? So there, I don't know. There've been a few times where I just sort of hear some rhythm or hear something in my head that seems cool. And sometimes those ideas pan out. And then sometimes those ideas, ideas are not that cool. Once you actually work it out a little bit, you know, sometimes it's like, eh, that was stupid, but I don't know. I'd say normally I'll just be sitting with my electric guitar, you know, not even plugged in necessarily. And just, just be messing around with chord progressions, just simple stuff. And eventually something will maybe, uh, you know, interest me. I'll be like, oh, that was a, that's a cool sounding chord. And then w- once I get that initial initial idea planted, then, like I said, I'll kind of throw it into the computer, try and get that section put together in the vibe I imagine. And then at that point, then then my brain sort of starts to fill in more details. Like, you know, I have one riff established, and then my, my brain already kind of knows what direction it should go in next. And so... Sometimes it almost feels like the music kind of writes itself, you know. If I just like listen to it and imagine it, like it just all I have to do is just let my let my brain naturally do what it's going to do. <laughs> What's the oddest source of inspiration that you've uh, that you've grabbed a song from? I guess the oddest would just be like genres that no one would expect to inspire metal like i mean i actually like mariah carey a lot i only discovered that a couple years back and and of course some of her songs are not good but a lot of that like pop star music is written by really really talented teams of musicians you know like guys who get paid ridiculous sums of money to write songs that are just smart like interesting chords and catchy melodies so there's there's been times where like a rihanna song or like i don't know just stuff that you totally not expect but there can be a cool chord change or something in it that sort of interests me and then that'll, you know, I don't know, just kind of inspire me to be like, man, I want to write something now. So maybe I'm the first musician to be inspired to write metal by Rihanna. <laughs> I think we just put your vocalist JJ on notice that he's got to start hitting some serious high notes in the next recording session. Yeah, and he's got to wear like a bikini and stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Aaron, uh, you've been a good sport, man. That's Aaron Smith, rhythm guitarist for Seven Horns, Seven Eyes. Their debut full-length album, Throws of Absolution, hit stores on April 24th. We've been playing it on the Nightmare. You know you're going to love hearing it in your CD player or MP3 player. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun. And thank you for listening to 13 Questions with Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare. We're a three-hour metal show heard every single Saturday night from 9 until midnight on Rock 94.7 and 102.9 in Central Wisconsin and worldwide online at rock947.com. 
I'm Terry Stevens, inviting you to check out our other 13 Questions podcasts featuring metal artists like Barney from Napalm Death, Martin from Asphyx, and tons of others. And please, when you get a sec, like Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at TerryRock947. And join us next Saturday for three hours of metal on Rock 94.7. Thanks for listening.